everyone else uh, lock in. Uh, we're going to be, we, we should not be long this morning. Uh, we tried to start a few minutes, uh, a couple of minutes late. Uh, we know that if you were coming from the 110 North, uh, you found out that Redondo Beach exit was closed and you had to either go around to Rosecrans and come back or, or get off early. Um, and we saw that yesterday and we're hoping that it was going to be finished. But amen. Pray the Lord. Maybe they'll fill the potholes. Or maybe not. <laughs> uh, pray for us. Luke chapter 24. And we're going to do quite a bit of reading this morning. My goal is that we're going to do a lot of reading because most of this will be pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I won't have to do a lot of uh, breaking down, as it were. But I want us to read. I want us to hear what God is saying. Uh, as we're starting, uh, we've been in this series of teaching and preaching. Uh, we've been talking in Bible study, <clears throat> excuse me, about sailing the right ship, about sailing the right ship, about making sure that if you're headed to a certain destination, that you get on the right ship. Uh, we talked about the analogy in this way. If you want to cruise the Bahamas, you cannot leave from San Pedro. As much as we love San Pedro and Long Beach, you cannot sail the Bahamas from there. Uh, you've got to make sure that you're in the right destination to make sure that you can get on the right ship. And then I found out, um, Lianca Lyons, um, we'd spent the first couple of weeks, the first couple of Sundays, yeah, no, watch this. We spent the first couple of weeks, uh, Sundays, talking about Jesus as the door and the gate and being in position and, and letting Jesus be the door. And then, have you seen Furtick the last two weeks? Yeah. Stephen Furtick now has reached uh, uh, Bishop T.D. Jake's status. I hate both of them. They, they, no, he's stealing my stuff too. Yeah, 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 I'm sick of these. I'm sick of them. Um, they're preaching the same thing. He's got a series talking about get back in the gate. Yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start suing y'all for royalties. Um, so we've been talking about sailing the right ship, the need for us to be in the right place, to be in the right position for, for us to thrive this year, and then getting on the right ship, and then staying. Today, I want to talk about staying on that ship. I want to talk about staying put. Let's go. Luke 24. We're going to do a bunch of reading this morning. I'm going to skip a little bit, but I'll tell you where we're going to hit. Let's start at verse 32. Luke chapter 24. Let's start at verse 32. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, the NASB. Uh, most of us are using digital Bibles anyway. Luke 24, verse 32. If you got it, say amen. If you need a minute, say hold on. I hear no hold ons. Let's move. He said, it says in the scripture, they said to one another, were not our hearts uh, burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together the 11. Do me a favor, highlight this, note this. He said they found together the 11 and those who were with them. We'll come back to that later. Verse 34, saying the Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. Verse 35, they began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. While they were telling these things, he himself stood in their midst and said to them, peace be unto you. Skip down to verse 45, please. Verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written. 
that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day. And that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Verse 49, make a note, highlight, mark it if you can. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my father upon you. But you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. You are to stay in the city. Go over to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. And for you wonderful uh, Bible scholars and theologians, you know that Luke and Acts are literally one work. They are one continuous work. Uh, Luke writes the gospel of Luke and he writes Acts and they are written to the same Theophilus. They are contemporary to one another. They are chapter 1 and chapter 2 as it were. Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Gathering them together. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the father had promised, which he said, you heard from you heard of from me for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Skip down to verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem. From the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. That is Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, the zealot and Judas, the son of James. These all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Last verse uh, I want to give you, uh, verse 15. At this time, Peter stood up in the midst of the brethren, a gathering of about 120 persons was there together. About 120 people were gathered together. Uh, You don't need to have this part, but most of you uh, have some type of a Pentecostal background, so you know that by the time you get to Acts chapter 2, You know that when they were all in one place and all with one accord, you know that the Holy Spirit came in. Would you do me a favor? Would you turn to your neighbor, help me preach this morning, and tell your neighbor, stay put. Tell somebody on the other side, stay put. (laughs) Pray for me. I have a a rather uh, simple message uh, for us this morning. The message is simply stay put. I remember when I was a child, um, you've sent out most of the children already, but some of you 20-year-olds can attest to this, you late teens. When I was a child, we did these weird things. We did weird things. Come on, old folk, help me. We did weird stuff like go outside. It was weird. Did you? thought I saw yeah yeah all right about to say we're gonna we're gonna preach real fast um (laughs) we did weird stuff when I was a kid we went outside to play so how many of you actually went outside as a kid don't lie in church 
Todd, you went outside? You went outside? All right. Chris, you, know, you had to. Um, <laughs> but I remember as a kid when I would go outside to play, and, and those of you that went outside to play, um, you remember this too, uh, especially in the summertime when you had been home um, you know, all day and your mama, your daddy and them had gotten tired of you being around all the time. Um, you know, and they would tell you stuff like either come in. Oh, y'all heard that too. Yeah. They, they didn't allow you to keep coming in and out. Mama says stuff like you running up my electricity, right? You messing up the air conditioning. You know, you're going to let the flies in the house. You know, you, we heard it all. The point was mama and daddy and them were saying, you're going to have to either come in or you're going to have to go outside and play. But what you're not going to do is keep saying that you're going to go outside and play and keep coming in the house. I'm preaching better than y'all are responding already. Y'all don't even get that. That You're going to have to make a decision. If you want to go outside and play, go outside and play. Now, you can come in and use the bathroom. But but especially, I don't know if, if girls had to do this, but it's, as boys, you don't even come in the house to get water. It's a, it's a water hose outside. <laughs> it's a fountain outside. You, go, you don't you need to come in. No, I'm the only one. Okay, you ain't never had no water from the water hose. Come on. All right. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. <laughs> I, I know you said Diddy now and you got Avion and Fiji now, but there was a day where you was out. <laughs> Mom and dad was trying to get you to understand something that, that if you're going to be outside, go outside. Now, don't get me wrong, part of it, as, as, as many of us became parents, we understood also that we didn't want to see you. We didn't feel like being bothered with you right now. Go on, outside, go on somewhere. I mean, I'm being real and honest. And if you've got little boys and they've been outside playing, you don't, don't bring that must in, in the house. Stay outside till you finish. And when you come in, go straight to the bathtub. You understand? Um, oh, yeah, don't let them streetlights catch you. Yeah, those streetlights catch you. And there was another thing when you went to church. When you went to church, you couldn't come home and go straight to play. You had to take them church clothes off. Because those church, those clothes had been consecrated. Those clothes were consecrated. They, them Buster Brown runned over loafers you had, they were, they were consecrated unto the Lord. And, 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 and come on now, we're laughing, but you know that the word consecrated literally just means set aside. That's all it means. And those clothes were consecrated for church. And then you had some clothes that were consecrated for play. You had some tough skins. <laughs> you had some tennis shoes that, that had the flaps falling out the bottom. Come on, those were consecrated for playtime. And so, and so we learned early on, we learned early on that, that, if you were going to be outside, you had to be outside and you had to be geared up to be outside and you had to stay outside. We learned that early on as kids. We learned that we had to stop going in and out. We learned that if we were going to be in, we had to be in. And if we were going to be out, we had to be out. And if you were going to be out, you had to be dressed and prepared for out. And if you were going to be in, you had to be dressed and prepared for in. Mel, you leaving already? I ain't got started. I ain't got good and started yet. Don't leave me yet. <laughs> Luke shows us in his gospel. Y'all pray for this section over here. Luke shows us in the gospel that there's a simple instruction that God gives to God's people. 
at the end of Luke's gospel and in the beginning of, of his part two uh, of, of Acts, we find that Jesus commanded this large group of followers that he had. He simply said, I've got some things that I want to do in your life. I've got some promises that I'm sending. I've got some things that I'm working on. But what I need you to do is stay put. I need you to stay in the city until you see everything that I've told you. I need you not to get antsy. I need you not to get fidgety. I need you not to leave. I need you to stay where you are. I need you to stay where I've told you to stay until I come to you. It's hurting already, huh? When, 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 when our girls were little, I'll never forget, um, we had a scare at Disneyland. We went to Disneyland and had a scare because Shani, she says that we walked off. The rest of us all contend that she walked off. Yeah. Needless to say, we've always told them that if something happened, you stay put. We're going to come back and find you. Needless to say, we, we, amen, she's still here. Uh, we took uh, Dominique yesterday to the Black College Expo. Or, and, and, yeah, and if you know Nico, you know she has, um, I think, borderline uh, clinical claustrophobia. Like, she don't like, you know, it's too many people, too many tight spaces. And, it, you know, if you've been, you know it's just, it's just massive. It's just, it's people everywhere. And for some reason, um, the, the producers of the event they have fallen to the black misnomer that all black people like just loud music continuously. And don't get me wrong, I like music, but, you know, I don't necessarily have to have my music at max volume the entire time I'm in the entire expo. So, you know, at some point I'd like the DJ to either play something good or play something low. Anybody been this weekend? Anybody been? Okay, so either play some good music or, or, or turn some of that down. Um, and so Nico was kind of having, she was having a, a small anxiety attack. <laughs> Everything was going on. And, and so I sent her a certain way. My wife was talking to somebody. And so I sent her a certain way. And, and so my wife was finished and we're getting ready to go find her. I said, no, we're going to stay right here because I've given her instruction. I told her, go down this aisle, go around that and come back to me and I'll be right here. And sometimes it's important that you learn how to stay put. Sometimes the very instruction and the flow of a thing, it, it, it is predicated upon whether or not you can follow instructions. Okay, I don't have no help. Let me, let me broaden my net a little bit. If I have parents in the room, you know that there are times where you're going to the store or you need to go make a run and you tell your child, don't leave his house. You, you can call somebody. You can play the video game. You, you can open the windows and look outside. But don't you leave this house. And, and you know as a parent what happens when you come home and you notice that there's mud and dirt in the front. So you know that they, somebody didn't left, left the house. And, and, and you're mad now. Listen, you're mad now not because they went outside and made it back in safe. You're mad now because I asked you to stay 
in the house. Oh, God, maybe they missed a phone call that you were expecting. Maybe somebody came by that was dropping something off and they had tipped out just when you needed them to be in place. And I'm trying to get somebody to understand that when God gives you instruction and when God gives you direction, many times all the rest of the little dominoes that you need to fall down in life are all predicated upon whether or not you follow the first instruction. You're wondering why God has not blessed you with your million yet. Uh, Maybe your million was predicated on your ten. You didn't stay put with the ten, so you ain't getting the million. It got quiet in church this morning. In the text here, God gives a simple instruction. He says, stay in the city. Luke 24, 49, Jesus says to stay in the city of Jerusalem because Jesus is sending the the promise. When Jesus says stay, he means for them to reside, to take up residence, to get comfortable, to make yourself ready to kick it here for a little while. Now, it's going to be some time. You're you're going to have to stay in the city for several weeks. I need you to live in the city. When you get to the book of Acts, however, the verbiage changes slightly. Uh, Here we don't have Jesus' exact words. If you are reading in your Bible, those aren't red letters. He says that I need you to not depart Jerusalem. And, and in, the, in the Greek, the, the, the commands are different. Jesus says, stay here and live here. But when Peter kind of summarizes the command of God, it's almost as if something has happened by the time he gets to chapter 1 in Acts. Because he says, don't depart from the city. And the literal translation could be, stop going in and out of the city. It's, it's, it's almost as if, The people between Luke 24 and and Acts 1, somewhere in these couple of days and weeks, the people had developed a pattern of leaving the city after Jesus said, stay put. Now, I know we don't have this problem at the message center because the message center is full of Christians and believers who do exactly what the Lord says the first time he says it. And we never need the Lord to repeat anything. We never disobey. We're never rebellious. We obey the Lord all the time. Amen. Yeah, yeah, wrong church, right? Yeah. For the rest of us, come on, tell the truth. Have you ever have, a, have you ever had God give you an instruction and then you needed somebody to come back and kind of remind you? Don't forget, God said that. Don't, don't, hello, you wilding right now. Don't forget, don't, you're going too far. Come back a little bit. And God is gracious enough to pull your line a little bit, to pull your rope a little bit. Well, here's the problem. The problem is that Jesus had, de- had developed a pattern prior to giving this commandment. Listen. When Jesus, before he's crucified, before the resurrection, when Jesus is going into the city of Jerusalem, he would go into the day and he would teach. But he wouldn't spend the night in Jerusalem. I did see that. Uh, Ray, uh, go get, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um, make sure I ain't crazy. <laughs> it's, very, it's very rare, so it will be all right until we finish. Um, Jesus has a habit of going into Jerusalem, and what happens is he goes into the city, but he won't spend the night in the city. He withdraws from the city every night. So it's very possible that the early disciples had picked up on Jesus' pattern of behavior, right? But the problem is that Jesus told them, make sure you live in the city, And the problem, I would even argue, with many of us Christians in many churches is we're so busy trying to be like God that we won't listen to God. Did you did you did you hear me? 
that we're so busy trying to be like Jesus and like God that we're not simply obeying what he told us to do. Jesus didn't say, act like me right there. He said, stay in the city. I've given you a specific command to stay in the city so you don't get to over-spiritualize why you won't stay in the city. You don't get to fast and pray about whether or not you stay in the city. Once God gives you a command to stay, you've got to stay put even when you don't feel like it. Somebody say amen. Amen. Too many believers are trying to function like God instead of listening to God. And it doesn't matter how much you give and it doesn't matter how much you do. And it doesn't matter how deep you think you are. If you're not following the instructions that God has given you for your life, then listen to me, church. When we don't follow the instructions, we are in idolatry and rebellion. Idolatry and rebellion. When I do what I think as opposed to what he told me to do. And you know how it is because it don't start off like idolatry and rebellion. It starts off where I'm doing it for a few days. I don't get no help. But then about roundabout, you know, Sunday, the word hits me and I feel convicted and I'm going, I'm going to do right. I'm going to do right, Jesus. I'm going to do right. Roundabout Tuesday, you know, I could make it to Bible study, but eh, I'm a little tired. I had a long week. Excuse me. I would make it to 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 Bible study. You know, I got a couple things I need to work on. I need to go to the grocery store. I need to make run. I need to make a few more runs. You know, I'm just kind of tired. I'm gonna make it next week. Thank you, sir. I just didn't want to hear the noise. Yeah. Good luck. Dana, go <laughs> we'll worry about that water after service. It ain't that bad. Listen, by Tuesday, you start talking yourself out. By Wednesday, the novelty of what God has spoken wears off. Do you understand what I mean? Like when God first speaks to you, there's this novelty of it. There's this, there's this newness. There's this freshness of it. There's this, it touches your heart. It moves you. You feel motivated. But then by about Wednesday, you're like, this is really just hard work. This is just taking way more. Okay, you ever started going to the gym? That first trip, you are excited. You're going to lose weight. You're going to get down to a size twait. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going gonna to get down to that twait. <laughs> You're going you're gonna to get heart healthy this year. You, you, you're going you're gonna to be doing yoga. You're going to get all your poses in. You, you got it. That first trip, you are excited. Then, after about that second or third trip, you start looking in the mirror. You ain't lost no weight. And you start losing your desire and your drive to keep going. Okay, you keep telling yourself, I'm going to eat healthy this year. This year, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to cut out this. I'm going to cut out this. I'm not going to eat after nine. You know, I'm going to set these parameters and boundaries for myself. And and you're excited. You're on board. You tell your little spouse and you tell your little family, this is what we're going to do. And I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And and by next week, you got Krispy Kreme. (laughs) I had to show my wife the devil in action. We were coming somewhere late last, late one night, uh, we were coming somewhere late one night, and we were driving down our teacher, and that red light was on. 
tell you, I tried to show her. See how the devil worked? That red light was on. It was like 9 o'clock at night, and that was the devil. That was the devil, and I almost gave in. But I fought. I fought hard in Jesus' name. Anita, I didn't get one. I didn't get one. I didn't pull in. I just kept on going and got on the freeway. But I want one right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> but we make these resolutions, right? And we're excited in the moment. But when the novelty of the moment wears off, and it's just hard work to get up in the morning and pray. And it's just hard work to realize it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you haven't done your daily bread yet. And you know it's going to be long. And you got to get home and the kids is there and, and the this is there and the that's there. You say, and you tell yourself, I'm going to catch up tomorrow. Now you're three days behind. Now you just blow off this week. Well, you know what? Next week, I'm going to be caught up next week. And every time God gives us these instructions, we keep falling away because it's not fun anymore. But you've got to stay when it's not popular. You've got to stay when everybody else bounces. You still got to stay. When when it's frustrating you, when it's making you want to cuss, fuss, and give up, you've got to stay. When you're tired, you've got to stay. When it's not adding up, you've got to stay. When it doesn't make sense, when it's easier to go, when it's uncomfortable, when it challenges you, when it pushes your patience or lack thereof, you've got to stay. If God has spoken to you, you don't get a chance to leave when you want to leave. You've got to stay put. Look at somebody say, stay put. Watch this. I'm really almost done. These 120 people received the promise of God in their life. They received the fullness and the baptism of the Holy Spirit because they stayed put. They received everything God had for them because they stayed put. Happy ending, right? Joy, joy, happy, happy Easter day. But you know Radcliffe. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 3. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 3. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared. Stop. Here is where Paul begins to chronicle. All of the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus Christ. Now, if you read Luke and Acts by themselves, if you read the end of Matthew, the Great Commission, by itself, this is why you have to read the entire Bible. You miss out on a very large, important piece of information. All right? So he says that he appeared to Cephas first. Cephas is Peter, so he's talking about at the tomb. Then he says, then he appeared to the twelve, right? Remember, they were in the, in the upper room, in the closed room. Watch this. After that, he appeared to more than 500 at one time. Stop, just leave it there. 500 at one time. So when Jesus is giving the instruction to stay put, it's not to 120. I'm waiting for somebody to do math in your head. There were upwards of 500 people that Jesus instructed. But 380 of them found something better to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jesus says, stay put. And we celebrate that 120 people received the promise of the Lord and they got filled with the Holy Spirit and, and hundreds of other people heard what was going on that day and thousands of people get saved as a result of what's, what's being done through the obedience of the 120. And we celebrate and we applaud the 120 and we should. But the problem is that when we tell the story with that incomplete narrative, we automatically insert ourselves into the 120. But the reality of the narrative, the truth of the pericope, the exegetical summary is that there were over 380 people that also heard the promise but never saw the manifestation. There were 380 people that rather that had to go pick somebody up first before they made it back to Jerusalem. There were 380 people that had to go to the grocery store before they made their way back to Jerusalem. There were 380 people that had to go make a run real quick and miss the very promise and the manifestation of everything they had waited for. 380 people. Was that food for less when the spirit fell? You know what I'm saying? 380 people was at the Cerritos Mall. 380 people was down trying to get their gas bill paid and turned back on. Y'all ain't never had that either, huh? All right. God speaks to over 500 people and gives them a simple instruction. Don't move. Just don't move. Just stay in the city. I know that it's going to be tempting for you to leave. Stay in the city. I know that stuff is going to be happening out, out in Caesarea Philippi and, and Capernaum. Stay in the city. All you've got to do, listen to me, church. All you've got to do to receive everything that God has promised for you in this season in your life is simply stay put. Don't move. Don't run. Don't fight. Just stay put. Play something for me real soft. Stay put. Pastor, I stayed put all last year. And nothing happened. Did you really? Or did you show up when you thought attendance was being taken? Because see, the difference between staying put and showing up is that scripture says that moreover is required of a steward that he be found faithful. Meaning that whenever I check in on you, you ought to be where I told you to be. Not just when you think something's going to happen. You, you've got to stay there when ain't nothing going on but the rent. You, you've got to stay put when, when, when it's making you, listen to me, when it's pulling you all outside of who you are. And here's the problem with it. Here's the trip. If you run, you'll eventually pay anyway. Did, did you hear me? That if you run from this, you're going to pay this anyway. You can either pay it while you're at daddy's house. Or you can go out and pay it on your own. Many times the very thing that God is trying to work out in you. The very thing that God is trying to get in you. Get to you. Get through you. It's just resting on your obedience. I don't have no deep word for you this morning. I don't have no big revelation. I just want to ask you a simple question. Will you stay put? Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. There are not 380 people. 
uh, in this room. But there are some people in this room that are representing the 380. Listen, if you're here, I don't have all day. Time is getting away from us. If you're here and you know there were some times you skipped out on Jerusalem. There were some times you know God was asking you to stay. And staying was too painful. Staying was too difficult. And so you kind of, you kind of tipped out. Maybe you didn't go for long. But you dipped. Just stand wherever you are. Just stand. Come on, y'all make your way to the altar. Come on, come on. I'm not missing nothing else this year, auntie. I'm not missing nothing else. Not missing it no more. I want every last thing um, that God has for me. So it means I've got to, if I can just be 100 with you all and transparent, it means Dwight Radcliffe has to work on his discipline too. I've got to learn how to stay. So that if God calls you to stay on the wall, don't come down off the wall to fight people. Right? That, that if God calls you to be faithful over a few things, don't give up because it's a few. Y'all are missing this. Don't, 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 don't just say, oh, I'm good because it, it's not producing. You don't know what it's producing. You stay there until God elevates you. There's a couple more. I'll, 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 I'm going to say a few more words and then we're going to pray. I'm tired of, of spinning my wheels in the mud. I'm just going to stay put and wait for the tow truck. I'm just going to stay put. And wait for AAA. I'm going to stay put and wait for somebody to come get a piece of wood. And put it under the tire. So that I can get some traction. Because here's what's happening. All of us that won't stay put. I'll, I'll just talk to us. Because it's one, two more I'm still waiting on. It's because us. If you'll be honest on this altar. Many of us are burnt out. And we're burnt out because we're spinning our wheels and we don't have any traction. So, do you want to pass out doing nothing? Or do you want to be patient and allow God to give you everything? You can't make the promise happen. You can't make the promise happen. All you can do is stay put and be faithful. And it is in your faithfulness. It is in your obedience that you literally wake up into your promise. You don't have to chase it down. You don't have to call nobody. You don't have to get Benny Hinn or, or T.D. Jakes to come lay hands on you. Stay put. Be faithful. Bow your head on this altar. Father, I'm praying for us. God, have mercy on us for the times we, we bounced when we should have stayed, for the times that we dipped when we should have stayed. Give us, the God, in the, in the, in the in, inner recesses of our spirit, God, give us an ability 
to hear from you and to stay put. God, there are promises in this room. There are destinies in this room. There are dreams and visions and goals in this room that have not yet been accomplished, that have not yet been attained. There are some of you on this altar, you are, you are bothered by the fact that you are still seeing much more than you actually have. God, I pray in Jesus' name, give us the ability to stay put. I want to be in that number, God, that receives the promise. I don't want to pray for three months and then on the first day of the fourth month, give up. And that was where it was. What if the children of Israel had said on the seventh day, we're tired of marching around this wall. What if, what if Daniel had said, I'm not going into the lion's den, forget this, and just started squaring up against everybody that was throwing him in. Listen to me, church. The three Hebrew boys, they didn't have to get out of the fire to get free. They actually got their freedom in the fire. Stay put. Let God bless you. Let God secure you. Let God show you who he is. In Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Come on, all over the building, let's give God praise. Come on. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Y'all go back. Amen. God bless you. Where are my where are my determined people? I just made up my mind, like for real. And I know that sounds real churchy, but real talk. This is that year. Uh, you know how we talk, say, prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. All right, got you. Got you. This is that year. Um, we are going to thrive this year. We are going to thrive. Our, our mental health is going to be on point. Somebody say Amen. Our physical health is going to be on point. Somebody say amen. You might not, you might not get your six pack this year, but you're going to get a pack. <laughs> amen. You can get one or two cans. Amen. <laughs> but you're going to be healthy this year. Listen, y'all think I'm just talking. No, no. This year, we're not going to the hospital every month, every week this year. This year, we're not, we're not, we, this year, we're not going to be dependent on medication we don't need. We're going to take the stuff we need, but the stuff, no, uh-uh, loose here. This, this year, this year, listen to me, I'm, I'm speaking to you. Somebody is going to reach the, the most ideal weight you've had in five to ten years. This year. This year. This year. I, I speak against I speak against that that feeling of weakness and and that feeling of victimization this year. This year you stand in your own strength. I'm preaching to somebody. I'm I'm speaking by faith to somebody. This year you're going to stand in 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 not in arrogance but in the greatness of who God made you to be. This year you will stand confident. This year you will stand obedient. This 
this year you will stand in the fullness of who you are. And all of your gifts shall come out. In the name of Jesus. This is the year that you begin to see all of the different streams that you've been working on come to fruition. This is the year that all of the seeds that you've been sowing here and there begin to sprout up and you begin to eat the fruit of your own labor. This is the year that people will rise up and call you blessed. This is the year that they will call you. This is the year that they will seek after you. You will thrive this year. Business has to thrive this year. Your bank account has to thrive this year. You'll find balance this year. You'll find peace of mind this year. But you only get it. There is a catch. You only get it if you stay put. Come on, message center. Go back with me to the first few weeks of this year. If Jesus is the shepherd, if Jesus is the door, you only get it if you stay put. You only get it if you stay in the sheepfold. You only get it if you allow him to be the door and allow him to be the way and the instructor for you. I speak determination over you. Somebody's on the verge of just saying, I'm tired. I, I, I want to. Uh, I, I speak that back. I even ask God to give you back your want to want to. Your desire to pray. I speak it back into your life. Your desire to bend your knees. Your desire to get into your word. I come and I cast the devil out in the name of Jesus. The devourer. Oh God. I cast the devourer out in the name. The blood of Jesus. It's not just. It's not just coming after you to try to take you out in a car accident. It's coming after you to try to take, take you out. To take away your relationship. Your connection with God. To remove you. To put distance between you and God. The devil is a lie. Press into his presence. Press into his presence. Press into his presence. Press into his presence. Oh God, I must say. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Priorities in your life. Distractions. Spending so much time on things that don't matter. Spending so much energy on people who don't want to change. Feeling the need to jump in and, and rescue and to save everything and everybody. Holy Spirit, I hear you. Can, can I speak a word of freedom to somebody right now? Some things are going to have to break and spill before they get better. All you, all you people that are always the fixer in the family, always the fixer in the relationship, or always the fixer. There are certain things you're going to have to see it. You have to watch it fall, you have to watch it break, and you have to watch it spill. Because you swooping in is not helping. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. I glory. God, in Jesus' name. 
We've fasted all month, God. We turned our plates down. We turned off our TVs. Turned off our radios. We we cut off our tongues sometimes. We've consecrated this entire month of January and laid it before you, God. And now here we are, God. Ready to march into this year. Abashete. And the direction that you give us. Uh, I don't need you to march around the walls. I don't need you. I don't need you to shout real loud. I, I don't need you to, 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 to proclaim, to name it and claim it and, and blab it and grab it. I need you to stay put. Ah, glory. Children of Israel at the edge of the Red Sea. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. If God has planted you like a tree by the rivers of living water. Don't you dare get up and go to the desert. Stay put. Father, help us to hear that cognitively. Help us to hear that intellectually. So that we know what that means for us. Help us to hear that in our spirit so that even when it doesn't make sense, our spirit still has conviction. And then God, speak that word over our habits, over our habitual patterns in our life. Those patterns, those those cycles that prevent us from walking in the fullness of who you are and what you have for us. God, we thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Would everyone in the building, would you just lift up both of your hands just for the next few moments? Come on, would you just open your mouth and just begin to worship him? Come on, just open your mouth and begin to worship him for the next few minutes. Hallelujah. Uh, God, 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 we bless you, God. We honor you, God. Come on, come on, from the fruit of your lips, open your mouth. Begin to speak well of him. Come on, speak well of him, magnify him. God, we glorify you. God, there is no one like you, God. You alone are God. You are creator, all majesty and dominion, all power and glory belongs to you, God. You're the author and the finisher of our faith, God. We thank you. We bless you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. And God, we give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Let's put our hands together and give God praise. Come on. Let's bless God. Come on, let's bless God. Come on. Let's not patty cake. Come on, let's bless God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless God. Come on. This is not for Dwight. Come on, let's bless God. Let's bless God. God, we thank you. We honor you, God. We bless you, God. We bless you, God, in Jesus' name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, God. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Please prepare yourselves to give.